Welcome to the Paranormal News Insider for the week of March 10th, 2020, and this is episode number 428, and this is your host, as always, Dr. Brian D. Parsons. No, not that kind of doctor. And we are live on the Paranormal King radio network at paranormalking.com, and uh, yeah, welcome everybody, especially those under self-quarantine. Yeah, so I have, a, I have an audience now, which is great, a captive audience. And uh, sure hope you have enough toilet paper. Yes, hope you have enough toilet paper. Uh, if not, there's um, there's not left, uh, not a lot left going around. Uh, I hear that factories have enough. It's just outages for shipping and things. So hold tight. Leave some toilet paper for your neighbor. Um, also, be giving away a free twenty dollar bottle of a giant ten ounce container of the official Paranormal News Insider. Hand sanitizer tonight. Alright, I'm being a smart aleck now, but uh, yeah, the uh, panic in the streets. And uh, I'm here in Northeast Ohio, so we are officially on the radar for this coronavirus. We actually have uh, three cases of people with the virus about um, eh, less than 30 miles from where I'm sitting right now. And uh, a couple people under self quarantine. That are about two miles away. So, yeah, it's here. It's, it's in my backyard. And, uh, yeah, it's, we'll see how it happens here in the United States and if we can get it controlled. And I just don't think that people are willing to make changes in their life. That's my only fear. Hey, I'm willing to stay home for 14 days, 21 days, 26 weeks. Whatever it takes for me to be healthy, I'm willing to, to sit here and uh, get shows ready for each week and We'll, we'll find out, but uh, don't want to get sick. I don't want to get anyone else sick, of course. So that's the, really the biggest thing here I think people aren't thinking about. They're worried about, oh, I don't care if I get sick. It's just like the flu. Yeah, but do you want to spread it to other people? Hopefully not. Anyway, uh, we do have some stuff to talk about in that regard later on in the show. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of news tonight. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to talk about Bigfoot. We're going to be talking about SETI. We're going to talk about UFOs. We're going to talk about Disneyland. We're going to talk about alien stock. We're going to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. I know you don't want to hear about him. He's got his own problems, I guess. But, uh, well, he does have some problems. We'll find out tonight what's going on with the Loch Ness Monster. And, of course, as always, letting you know that uh, I don't know where you're listening to the show from. If you're listening live, appreciate you. And if you're not listening live, well, you know what? I still appreciate you, too. And, um, yeah, all the people in the chat room really appreciate you guys a lot. It's great to see people in there. And, uh, of course, you can make your way there if you head over to ParanormalKing.com. You can find us. You can join in. And uh, you can type stuff and words and things. It's exciting. I'll also be sharing... Uh, some pictures tonight to kind of help explain some of these stories. You might see some of these pictures in the news, but uh, kind of helps round out these stories a little bit. And uh, yeah, I don't know where you're listening to the show, but uh, again, as always, this show is available eh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, I push this up through Podbean, but it's also available through uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I'm not a big Apple fan though, but uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spreaker podcast addict i uh, also have a youtube channel as well it's also Podchaser, tune in and i'm sure it's somewhere else uh, out there a few other million places but uh, try to get it out as many places as i can so you have your own avenue to listen to this show because i know people like to you know they like their own they have their own little thing that they listen to and uh, i know i have a few that i like and i don't like a whole bunch of them clogging up my phone so hopefully i have your podcast um, app of choice and if not let me know and i'll do what i can to get that situated for you as well um paranormal conferences and conventions i'm going to skip that till later in the show this week a little change up in the works for that 
Uh, but I do have to update. I just noticed I have kind of a mistake on there, but uh, I'll fix that. And I have to update the ones that are now over. And we'll talk a little bit about paranormal news. Uh, I'm sorry, paranormal events later on in the show. There's some uh, situations going on uh, about these that we'll talk about. Some, Of course, it has to do with our uh, coronavirus, not pandemic that's going on. It's not a pandemic, I guess. That's what they say. Um, but speaking of events, yes, I did add a few. I haven't added any, obviously. No, I did not. None since last week. So the last event added was the Minnesota Parunity Convention, which takes place October 1st through the 3rd. Gosh, it's right around the corner already. Nine months. Uh, in Duluth, Minnesota. And all the big wigs will be there, like I mentioned last week. Grant Wilson, Steve Gonsalves, uh, Dustin Perry, Chip Coffee, Amy Bruni, Adam Berry, Michelle Beranger, Greg and Dana Newkirk, and other ghost celebs as well uh, as Lauren Coleman, the crypto king himself from Portland, Maine, will make an appearance and uh, putting together all my stuff for the next uh, few months. So let's see my next event supposed to have one, I think in two in May, but, um, I got a little issue, got a little issue at work. So I don't know. I'm supposed to have one May 16th, but that might get pushed back. I thought I had one in late May as well, but uh, I might be in Hanover, Virginia on May 16th for an event, uh, Saturday, but uh, I got to look at that. Got to get some permissions in place to go uh, from work. And uh, hopefully I'll be there. That's really my next event. I thought I had one after that, but I can't remember what it was. Um, do have a bunch, or a couple in June, a couple library events in June. Um, then uh, I have one kind of a private event. I'm talking to the Kansas City MUFON uh, monthly meeting via Skype. So that'll be between me and them. So if you want to participate in that, you're going to have to go all the way down to Kansas City. And then I have uh, October uh, library event already lined up. So that's kind of my schedule. Keeping a light this year. I predicted this event. That's, that's, the, that's the story. I'm sticking to it. Um, not really. No, I just got some projects I'd rather work on. I got nothing new So right now. So I feel kind of weird touring and going out there. But... Uh, Libraries, I love talking at libraries, and uh, they're looking for people like me to speak at libraries. So I'm more than willing to go out to libraries if they're close enough. I got a few that I'm kind of driving a little bit, but I love libraries. So I hit a few of those. So I do have some stuff coming up, not until May, but I'll talk a little bit more about those events once they're solidified, and uh, we'll get you excited about that. Hopefully, all this corona stuff kind of clears up so we can. Um, Hopefully we're not on lockdown and I'm able to actually leave the state. I'm able to move around and uh, not afraid to leave my house. Uh, it's just getting kind of weird. And, you know, I knew it. I wasn't shocked when I heard about cases here in Ohio. I knew it was only a matter of time. I mean, states all around me had it. And um, just people, you know, traveling, it happens. You know, people bring stuff around. And, you know, here in the United States, we don't care what, a, what other people say you know about what's going on in the world yeah we're america we can we can take care of everything but uh, like i said i'm i'm a little fearful that people aren't going to take this really super serious because people don't care about themselves i don't care if i get sick i'll take time off of work i'll go skiing go to the movies and do all my stuff and whatever but it's about getting other people sick and it's about spreading this virus we can contain this and just get rid of it we'll never have to worry about it again but i think we're i think the horse is out of the gate on that one i think it's uh, beyond that so it's been that way for a while so it's about mitigation but you know people got to be responsible and i certainly don't want it so we'll see what happens here in the united states all over the world i mean china is looking a little bit better good for them um you know people are blaming them and there's a lot of hate towards China, but you know what? Uh, yeah, it started a little rough. I get it. They kind of screwed up in the beginning, but 
they kind of got it together. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're not here for that. We will have a, a small coronavirus update towards the end of the show uh, as it deals with the paranormal because it's dealing with the paranormal. It's actually affecting the paranormal now. And uh, that's that's what I'll, I'll talk about there. But cryptid news is first. And uh, as far as we know, we've not been able to test them, but we're pretty sure that Bigfoot does not have coronavirus. Um, but a shocking Bigfoot encounter did occur. And we got to talk about it. This this is, uh, I, I don't know what this, this is shocking. I mean, whew, I don't know what to say. This is uh, scary stuff. So a shocking Bigfoot encounter in West Virginia. Uh, this has left a man, uh, unfortunately, it's left a man believing in Bigfoot. In October of 2019, Billy Humphrey had an experience that changed his life forever billy recently told the west virginia explorer his spooky story so billy was hunting in the woods near his home where he left out some food to bait animals to hunt which is um perfectly legal on private property but illegal in west virginia uh, on public hunting land and i just i don't think it's very sporting that's just me i'm sorry i'll get that out of the way um, so he was hunting West Virginia and, uh, he was on his own land purportedly and he realized that all this food he left out, which is like, uh, there's pictures of watermelon and, and I'm sure there's a bunch of fruit, maybe some Tootsie Rolls. I hear Bigfoot loves Tootsie Rolls. I don't know how true that is. That's always what I heard from people. Candy. I mean, you can't go wrong with candy, especially chocolate. We probably like, probably likes those Werther's at this point. It's been around a while. Probably older guy. Uh, anyway, so all this food disappeared. So he wonders, what's going on? Right? I mean, animals are probably eating it. But all of it, like fast, within hours. So over the next couple of nights, he stalked the area. Stalked the area. And with an aid of a remote camera and a light to see what me might be taking that food, uh, he wasn't able to get an answer. But he did see some raccoons. Uh, he says, uh, quote, uh, I knew I had some raccoons and we got some deer and bear. But whatever it was, it was eating everything. And I was determined to find out what was going on, unquote. So you got raccoons, deer, bear, but um, can't figure out what's eating all the food. Well, that's, that's a lot of animals right there already. Uh, so that's when he sensed something was wrong when he was out watching. Something was wrong. The woods became very, very quiet. Suddenly, he heard something large moving near his blind. He couldn't see it, but he assumed it was a bear based on the size. That's what the story says. I don't know how you base assuming it's a bear based on size when you can't see it, but that's what the story says. So we'll stick with that. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Or never let a story get in the way of... Well, I guess it's the other way around. Yeah, never let a never let facts get in the way of a good story, I guess. Uh, he also assumed the creature was large. Uh, so he assumed that it was large. Since it was tall enough to make a shadow from a light that was nine feet up in a tree. I mean, I, I could show you some examples of a uh, short creature that could create a shadow with the right distance and angle. But we're not here for that. We're here for the excitement factor, right? So the following night... Even more food disappeared. Huh. The plot thickens. And he wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to figure it out again. I mean, at this at this point, I mean, I, I'm buying a bear trap, something, something. I don't know what peanut butter on a baseball bat. I don't know something. Figure out what's going on. Uh, he was joined this time by his wife Sheena. And during that time, they put some food out again, and they sat and they waited. It wasn't very long. And uh, Sheena all, all of a sudden said, there he is. And Billy responded, uh, uh, there who is? Something I should know about Sheena. And uh, Sheena simply replied, Bigfoot. There he is, Bigfoot. So uh, during this... Um, probably very tense moment i would i would be um 
a little nervous being sitting in a tent on the ground and having a giant nine-foot creature uh, literally two feet out from my tent that I can't see. And um, in, in the light, by the way, it was light out because Billy got a picture. And I'm going to share that picture with you. I, I don't know. I mean, this is it. Uh, definitive proof uh, of Bigfoot. I mean, this it, it doesn't get any better than this. I, I don't even know what to say. I, I can't even... <sighs> I can't even preface this. This is just so amazing. I mean, I, this is it. It's proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. So let me, I'll actually share first the overall picture. I don't want to scare people. I, I don't want to uh, shock the audience here in the chat room. And just brace yourself. So this is the photograph uh, taken from his cell phone. So a screen cap of the photo from his from his camera. And uh, here it is. So just, just brace yourself. So there it is. So there's a screen cap of his cricket phone. His battery at 78%. 10.05 a.m. And there he is. I mean, you see him. There he is. Oh, my gosh. That, that's just. Man, I don't even know what to say. That's just so crazy. That's just so scary. An amazing photograph of Bigfoot clearly in the picture. I mean, it's. Um, Completely proving the existence of Bigfoot once and for all. There it is. So, wait, what? You can't see it? All right, well, here, let me... Uh, I got another picture. Right, this one's better. So this one here, uh, it's cropped up a little bit more. And it's also got a red circle around it. Just in case you can't see it. Because that red circle, that always helps. There it is. There he is. Oh, my gosh. That's just scary. There he is. Plain, plain as day, right there in that circle. But you can't see it. Still, still can't see. It? Well, all right. I got another picture here. Let me get a zoomed-in, cropped version of that red circle area because I know maybe it's a little hard. Oh, here we go. There it is. Oh my God. Oh, geez. I mean, there it is. Proof. I mean, proof. You know what I mean? I don't care about hair. I don't care about bones. I don't care about bodies. Arms, anything, there it is. It's, it's, it's proof. Let's just change the update the Wikipedia page now. I mean, there it is. Well, obviously, I'm being sarcastic. You, you can't really see anything. There's a uh, general, just a picture of a bunch of woods. You see a watermelon sitting there that looks like um, somebody scooped it out with a spoon. I'm going to say Sheena. And um, yeah, I see nothing else. I see a circle. And a tree and some other trees. I see something dark. I'm thinking that they think that that's what that. But I, I think that's just a tree. I really do. Um, I don't see it either. But Billy. Billy saw this creature. And he describes it as quote massive. About eight and a half feet. I guess. Uh, the thing was huge. It had a cone head. And it was tan under the eyes. And had a barrel chest. The original photo of Bigfoot. You see in the Patterson Gimlin film. Well, that's what it looked like. It didn't look like some of the other photos you see, unquote. Um, and, the, and the big thing here, this is what uh, a lot of these stories are leading off with that uh, talks about Billy's encounter. So he says that he used to be a skeptic. He didn't believe in Bigfoot at all, but he knows all about the Patterson-Gimlin film and exactly what it looks like. But his encounter has totally changed his mind, and he's even invited any skeptics out to his property so he can show them that Bigfoot is indeed the real deal. So, I don't know. Um, might have to show up. I might have to check it out. Um, I don't know if he's selling tickets. I don't know how to get a hold of him, but I'd uh, love to go down there. And uh, I'm not going to hide in the tent. And we'll sit there with um, watermelon in my, in my hand. And handcuffing the other something i don't know but i'm, I'm not going to hide in a tent that's for sure yeah i don't see it uh, i don't see the bigfoot there i see a lot of shadows i see a lot of light i see a lot of trees but i don't see bigfoot so i don't know congratulations to billy though for discovering bigfoot and not being a skeptic anymore i mean it's okay to be skeptical about these things and um I, too, am very skeptical. I'm very skeptical about this case. I'm very skeptical about uh, this photograph. 
Um, I mean, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't argue his encounter. If he says he saw it, him and his wife saw it. Uh, I can't say he didn't see it because I wasn't there, and uh, he said he saw what he saw. So I guess he's seen it, but I don't know. Uh, the photograph, I, I don't think, really adds much credibility to it. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that look at this and go, oh, my gosh, there it is. I see it. It's Bigfoot. <sighs> I'm not one of them. Anyway, UFO news, uh, big news this week. Uh, I think this is some of the biggest news in UFO uh, in the UFO arena uh, this year. I mean, yeah, we, we've got all this um, stuff going on about uh, people being out there. But um, with uh, the uh, – what are those clowns called? Oh, what is that guy called? I forget what he's, what he's called. But the uh, – you know, all these stories going on about the government. It's weird. The government has actually talked more about UFOs than, than private people, which is really – it's a flip. It's just so weird to hear that, to see that, that – uh, people in the media are taking UFOs more seriously than the people that are supposed to be investigating it. They're making a mockery out of things, but the, the press is it's actually um, – wow, it's a role reversal. Really weird. But anyway, uh, other than all that stuff, the disclosure stuff going on, uh, potential disclosure stuff going on, and uh, the To the Stars Academy, whom I was referring to earlier – and all the stuff that they're involved with. Well, outside of all that, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. That's uh, also known as SETI. So it's kind of an organization, but it's kind of not. So SETI is kind of a, um, I guess you call it like a mindset. It's a belief system. Uh, this began back in 1984 with uh, two of the most famous names founding it who were Carl Sagan and Frank Drake. So Carl Sagan had a cool little TV show, and, and Frank Drake, well, he had an equation. Pretty famous dudes in the science arena. Uh, so SETI was a collective term, basically, for the many attempts to gather potential intelligence signals from outer space. So, you know, it's kind of an organization, but it's also just various attempts at different organizations, different attempts to try to gather signs of signals bounce around out there in space. And uh, one of the most famous pieces of SETI's history, we've talked about it here on the Paranormal News Insider off and on, uh, especially when it was at attempted to be debunked by Professor Antonio Paris not too long ago. Uh, it was collected on August 15, 1977, and that piece of evidence was, of course, known as the WOW signal, which was collected at the now-defunct Big Air Radio Telescope, Big Ear Radio Telescope, near uh, Columbus, Ohio. Well, the Big Ear is gone. Um, it's uh, nothing left. But you can see, if you go to Perkins Observatory, which is just outside of Columbus, uh, you can see parts of the antenna are still there as well as a copy of the WOW signal with uh, notes in it from the person who actually uh, identified it, as well as some other mementos from the uh, Big Ear Radio Telescope. It's pretty cool. I've been there. Uh, it's, it's, really, it's really cool to connect to that kind of history. Anyway, uh, SETI has used a number of radio telescopes and other arrays, including the Arecibo Observatory, which we've also talked about here on the show a number of times for a lot of strange things that have happened around that. And as... Uh, also been involved with optical experiments looking for signs of intelligent life out there, looking for lasers in space because Star Wars is real and I refuse to believe that it's just nine movies. Uh, one of the most ambitious projects came from the search for extraterrestrial radio emissions from nearby development intelligent pro uh, populations projects. That's so many words. Just cut it down. Make an acronym out of that. Search for Extraterrestrial Radio Emissions from Nearby Developed Intelligent Populations Project. Well, that's simply known as Serendip. Why couldn't they just lead with that? Serendip. So Serendip, instead of tying up telescopes, uh, having people sitting there, or um, having a little reel-to-reel -reel recorder. Is that what they used back in the 80s? Reel-to-reel? -reel? I don't know. 
um, instead of tying up time with telescopes, which is very expensive, sitting there and, and tying it up for research projects, uh, not cheap. So what Serendip does is, or it did, was it um, basically piggybacked on other projects and recorded data while other people were using the telescope. Very, very, uh, very, um, very cheap, but very efficient uh, to use uh, the the uh, dish when other people or dishes. Make sure you wash them when you're done uh, during other people's projects. OPP. Um, so SETI search for extra extraterrestrial intelligence. There's a question in the chat room. CERN. So CERN is a little different. CERN is basically where uh, they try to make a black hole out of the Earth. No, I'm kidding. That's uh, CERN is known for the Large Hadron Collider, the LHC, where they uh, crash atoms into each other to try to simulate things. Uh, they they discovered the God particle. That's pretty cool. Uh, we talked about that ad nauseum here on the show as well. Um, but their, um, I mean, their work is. Uh, we thought was going to help um, provide evidence of potentially UFO travel, UFOs, maybe even ghosts. Yeah, but they've really more or less just kind of disproven everything. So yeah, it's totally different. It's a, it's a big thing where little particles get spun around in this, I think it's what, three miles in circumference, but they're building even bigger ones. So people were panicking about the large Hadron Collider. What to the uh, ginormous Hadron Collider is uh, built. It's going to be scary. That's not really what it's called. Um, so piggybacking, serendip, piggybacking on other projects, recording data uh, from space. So recording any sounds from space, all these radio signals. And uh, along with that cost-saving measure of collecting data while other people were using the telescope, how nice of them, uh, an idea was created as well where personal computers by volunteers could be used to crunch data. It's a great method. Um, donate my computer for your time. But uh, while the computers were idle, of course, not when you're on AOL, you know, checking your mail. You've got mail. Remember that? Am I the only one? Am I dating myself here? I think so. Um, yeah, so you can crunch data. And the project was called SETI at Home. So SETI at Home was a uh, very... Very ambitious project, and it was launched back in May of 1999. That's why I was using the the uh, AOL. I, I had Prodigy. I was a fan of Prodigy back then. Still got my email address, believe it or not. Um, so it started through the University of California, Berkeley. And the user would download software to their computer, and they would receive packets of information. Not oatmeal, packets of information, and the computer would then crunch this data when the computer went idle. So let's think of it as a, a large file screensaver, pretty much. You know, it's, it's kind of like those screensavers that have all the waves and stuff when you're playing music. It looks just like that. You know, it's like these little mountains and, and pin, pinpoints and stuff. It's pretty cool to watch. Of course, my computer was always sounding like it was in pain when it was doing it. Um, but um, in order to do this, this is a very ambitious project. The UC Berkeley uh, designed an open source middleware system called Berkeley Open Infrastructure for Network Computing, or simply known as BOINC. It's probably one of the best acronyms I've heard in a long time. And I hear a lot of acronyms, especially where I work. It, it's just nonstop with acronyms. Berkeley Open Infrastructure for Network Computing, BOINC. Awesome. Uh, I was a member of SETI at Home uh, when it first launched, I think shortly after it launched. And I did stick with it for a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that constant data crunching was very good for my computer. And uh, like I said, it sounded like it was it was in pain sometimes when it was crunching this data. So, sadly, on March 2nd, 2020, UC Berkeley announced that on March 31st of this year, SETI at Home would stop sending out data to users. And after 21 years, it would be entering its last phase of existence. So it's now going to review all of the work completed in the project to this point 
and analyze it for publication in a scientific journal in the future. So Boink uh, is going to carry on. It's going to continue to do different things. Uh, it's actually right now currently has 35 other projects from looking for asteroids to climate study to biology, mathematics, uh, cognitive study, getting in our brains here, uh, and of course artificial intelligence. So you can uh, basically hook your computer up to all this and uh, crunch data for, for Boink and uh, become part of a large network of computers. How large? Well, Boink is listed in the Guinness Book of World's Records as the largest computing grid in the world. And like I said, Boink is an awesome word, and I'm glad they didn't just call it something like, oh, I don't know, Skynet. Because that's what it sounds like to me. Jeez, hooking all these things uh, together. Um, so yeah, yeah, speaking of asteroids, big asteroid coming this way. Hopefully it's going to hit. Just Let's just end this thing right now. But it's not going to hit. It's going to be pretty far away. It's, it sounds like they say like, oh, it's 180,000 miles. I mean, yeah, that's pretty close, but it's not close enough to do anything. We've had asteroids even closer. We've had them pass between Earth and, and the moon. This ain't going to do nothing. Don't worry. Unfortunately, it's not going to hit us. Kind of wish it would a little bit. You know, maybe so we can get aligned a little bit. Maybe uh, cool the planet down. Maybe if it hit us right, it'd be great. I'm all for it. Um, I mean, that's what we need right now. We've got all this virus stuff. You know, maybe we just need to darken the skies a bit for a little while. That'll kill it. Anyway, uh, yeah, Skynet. So setting it home uh, was a noble project, uh, although some proponents felt it was missing the point. And I've heard this a lot uh, from a lot of people that study UFOs. Um, and they said, uh, why search the deepest part of the galaxy for noises when the answers could be right in our own backyard, right outside? Look up. There's the UFOs. Uh, the late Stanton Friedman would constantly refer to SETI as the silly effort to investigate. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people say he's right. I mean, we got to try. We got to listen. But, uh, yeah, SETI at home, a very long, 21 years. It's pretty long for a project like that, and it's wrapping up finally. Yeah, I don't think people are using it too much anymore. I think that's part of the problem, too. They didn't say that in the story, but I, I would assume that not too many people are using that anymore. But, um, yeah, I think it's time after 21 years, and we crunched that data. I think they did uh, a good portion of the sky as well. It's not, I think it was 65% of the observable sky from the Arecibo telescope. So the Arecibo doesn't see everything, but... Uh, it's good. It's a good chunk of uh, real estate in the sky, listening or you know interpreting sounds out there. And we'll see. I've only heard of uh, I think three signals that they heard that had any kind of potential, but they were all explained. So, or ex I should say, explainable. So, I, yeah, I don't think SETI at home really found anything worthwhile. And the sad thing is, that people used to cheat. They used to. Uh, do different things to make it look like they actually got signals. There was a couple of false positives a few times where people sent uh, fake data in and it triggered, uh, I guess, an alarm or something. I don't know. And people looked at it and said, yeah, fake. Nice try, kid. But yeah, sad. I, I think it's sad. But uh, SETI at Home will continue. Uh, they're, they're still doing other projects and they have uh, other side things that were started uh, by people and, and donations and, and efforts. So... Hopefully they get something that uh, is is as big and as prominent as SETI at home, but uh, we'll we'll see. Keep our eyes peeled. Uh, what else we have in UFOs? Well, I'll tell you what else we have in UFOs. That's my job. Uh, a pretty popular story, and uh, this is one that came out just kind of broke a couple of days ago, and I really didn't want to talk about it, but I see it's like popping up everywhere, like bad popcorn. So I got to talk about it. Uh, March 8th, a scary light was filmed. I should say a scary sight was filmed in the skies over Disneyland. You know, Disneyland, California, Mickey Mouse, big ears. 
um, Marvel movies, Star Wars, all that stuff. Um, a giant UFO was seen uh, slowly moving over the park, scaring thousands of people as it threatened to. Oh, no, wait, that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. No, it didn't. But a YouTuber posted a 10-second video of what looks to be a giant black smoke ring in the sky on his YouTube channel. And, uh, well, UFO bloggers, well, they jumped all over it, of course. Of course they did. And uh, some of these stories I'm reading say many are saying that this is not the first time that this type of UFO has been seen. And I've got to agree with them. Absolutely right. This is not the first time we've seen black smoke rings on videos uh, thought to be um, UFOs. Uh, actually, a few years ago, they thought that these were portals, vortexes to other worlds and dimensions. You know, the, the Flash created it or something. I don't know. But uh, kind of, I'm getting a lot of comic book stuff in here tonight. It's pretty good. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, they're not right. Is these are not UFOs, and uh, the ring is explainable. So yeah, it's it's a smoke ring, pretty much. That's uh, there's nothing more than smoke rings, and in this case, it's uh, more than likely caused by pyrotechnics, which is a leading thought, uh, or is exhaust uh, generally from a round pipe. That's why they're round, or from a smokestack, um, or maybe even a restaurant. Let me throw. Uh, not just a picture, but a few pictures together, and I'll have a, a screen capture of the original. It'll be here on the right-hand side. You'll see a couple of other smoke rings that have been in the news over the course of the last a few years. And uh, question in the chat room, if it's a legitimate, why only 10 seconds? Well, it was done on a cell phone, and um, probably a phone that didn't have a whole lot of memory because it probably got 8,000 pictures at Disney World. Or Disneyland of uh, probably Alvin and the Chipmunks for all I don't know. But uh, yeah, 10 seconds. I don't know if that was cut down. I just watched it a couple of times. But uh, it could be cut down from maybe a minute. But they probably figured out what it was. And uh, of course, you know, if a U UFO uh, YouTube conspiracy website is going to pick it up, they're going to try to make it look scary. They probably have like 45 minutes of music. With uh, you know one view of this going forward and backwards 97 times and zoomed way in so you can't see what it is and just to just to be scary, but it's pretty obvious what that is. There's the Disney video there at the right, smoke signal hanging in there, kind of a darker sky, and you could see other examples of smoke rings. Same thing. Those ones on the left there were explainable, and when those did happen, they were unexplainable at first, and people thought that there was something more to it than what it was, but. Uh, Oh no, it's a it's a vortex to another dimension. Uh, it's a UFO. It's I, I don't know what, what people make of those, but yeah, I've I've actually seen smoke rings uh, before. Uh, it's exciting, but you pretty much know what they what they are. It's not like you're seeing something that's happening five miles away. It's it's fairly close, a few hundred feet, a few hundred yards, whatever you subscribe to. But uh, yeah. You're generally going to know what these are. And these smoke rings and related stories have been appearing on paranormal websites for years, despite being easily explainable. And, and shame on those. Shame on you. I know who you are. I know your name, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not giving you uh, the attention you, des you uh, desire. And that are trying to push this as a UFO sighting. Attempt to uh, kind of tie other similar sightings together and pictures that are just random stuff. Come on, get it together. Promised I wouldn't. Uh, uh, promised I wouldn't talk about this particular person, but this video is gaining a little traction, so I figured I'd talk about it. It's been a while since we talked about smoke rings on the show, and I guess sometimes you have to revisit things because people, you know, they don't hang around the paranormal too long. Sometimes I guess, or they forget about stories like this, and that's my job one of my jobs. So point out things like this to kind of refresh people to, uh, to say, Hey, 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 it's not a UFO. It's a smoke ring. I've seen it before many, many times. Uh, so don't let people fool you. Don't let people who are so-called experts that have only been pushing YouTube videos for six months. Um, try to tell you differently. Don't, don't fall for it. It's, it's not what it looks like. 
And we're going to move to, uh, well, other news. And uh, some, um, I know you don't want to hear it, but uh, we're going to talk about it anyway. Alien stock. Yeah, it's back. So back on February 18th, uh, the show, the Paranormal News Insider, February 18th edition, I mentioned the Storm Area 51 concert idea known as Alien Stock would be returning this year, 2020. I'm, I'm so excited. I got my tickets already. No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, Connie West of the Little Alien, uh, who was part of the Nevada festi- festivities last year, uh, held the announcement. So the little alien where most of the, well, some of the action took place. There wasn't a whole lot of action, I guess. Yeah, where people were dancing and falling down drunk and, and flipping over their Jeeps. That's where some of those uh, festivities took place last year. Uh, well, she made the announcement via the Inns website in mid-February, much to the delight of uh, people in Lincoln County, of course. Uh, so the biggest issue about hosting another event this year is the fact that last year, Lincoln County spent about a quarter of a million dollars covering costs surrounding the event. I was estimated the area could be without water and other resources. There was panic. And so the uh, basically uh, declaration, you know, emergency uh, things were started and we had to get out uh, porta potties and water trucks and a fire brigade and I don't know what else. Snake handlers. I don't think there was snake handlers. There might have been. I'm sure there was. There was a lot of people there. Well, there wasn't a lot of people there. Nobody was there. Who am I fooling? Uh, so the event was ultimately labeled a bust. No, and not a, uh, not a uh, ceramic thing of somebody's top of their body, but a complete bust. A sham, pretty much. Uh, nobody showed up. Uh, well, around 3,000 people were estimated... But I'm sure a lot of those were media and YouTubers, UFO conspiracy YouTubers, uh, that were attending the events in the area. And that wasn't the only thing going on. There was other stuff in Heiko nearby and uh, some other stuff in Las Vegas. You get that green Bud Light. I still still never got that. To, get to, to, to see those cans or the bottles. I want one. I'll trade you. Hand sanitizer for a alien Bud Light deal cool uh residents of rachel nevada have complained already they're complaining hate when people complain stop your whining uh they've been complaining to the lincoln county commission about the event already being announced and planned how dare you how dare you bring people and money to our area commissioners may vote on april 20th to ban the event from happening because that's what we do we don't like fun boo we'd rather have uh sand blowing up our noses than actually have music and crazy people in costumes dressed, you know, running around and flipping over their Jeeps in the desert, hitting cows. Three cows died last year. Isn't that enough? Uh, So, yeah, they're going to try to vote on this. Um, They're going to take it easy until April. So April 20th, they're going to potentially vote to ban the event from occurring at all. That's going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait. I'm putting it on my calendar. And I hope you do, too. Uh, If the event does go forward, they have now made it clear. Clear that they're not going to foot the bill. We're not helping out. You're on your own, Connie. Uh, Commission Chairman Varlin Higby stated, quote, in 2020, the county will not go through that again. If she, meaning Connie West of the little ALE in, or George Harris at the Alien Research Center in Heiko want to do something, they're going to have to pay for what is needed. They will have to do it themselves, unquote. Yeah, it was just a lot of money uh, declaring a state of emergency and having to ship in 8,000 porta potties for 3,000 people and uh, just for people to, to wreck their cars and hit three cow and dance to about 15 minutes worth of music. And everyone who was out of there, Saturday afternoon was a ghost town again. So, you know, I don't know what she, I don't know what, what she's trying to do or what she's trying to gain from this. I think, I think she's going to spend more money 
that she's going to make. And that, that's my point for all this. Why waste your time? You know, this is a huge viral event. And, uh, you know, people were, millions of people were following this. This was a, a worldwide story. And he only ended up with 3,000 people. Granted, you know, the ball got dropped there toward the end. And there was a lot of confusion, potential lawsuits and hurt feelings. And uh, Maddie Roberts, the originator of the event, pulled out, said, I'm going to Vegas. And uh, it was just it was just a disaster. It just it just didn't end well. And uh, again, not that many people went. We totally missed the point. We were supposed to free the aliens. Right? Dem aliens? Was that the whole goal? A couple of people tried to storm the gate. The, the media got everything wrong. They, uh, it was just a disaster. And why do it again? Let's just let it go. Let it go. But at this time, Connie West does plan on having a music event on the weekend of September 10th through the 12th. It's not on my uh, calendar yet. Maybe I should put it on there this time. I just don't see this event having the viral force behind it this year as it did last year, especially after the disappointing turnout. Uh, I've heard that there's copycat uh, Facebook events on there, but like nobody's signing up for it. Uh, you can't do that again. You know, the way it happened, it was just magic in a bottle. It was just, uh, it was the thing to do. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. It got a little out of hand. I think Maddie Roberts lost control of that site, and it just had a life of its own. People were just, it was a gimmick. It was funny. I don't think it was meant to be serious. There's a couple uh, people that uh, should be on a list somewhere that were really taking this seriously, making plans, or at least saying they were to get attention. I don't know. Uh, but I, I just don't see this uh, occurring this year. Not many people are going to show up. Uh, save your money. Do something different. I, I don't know. But... Um, I mean, really and truly, I think one of the things that left a, a, a bad taste in my mouth, not the sand blowing around or the, the dead cows, but it's turned into a profit-making scheme all around. I mean, Bud Light tried to sponsor it, and you had other people jumping on board, but uh, you know, a lot of people were trying to capitalize on it, uh, filming live and then having commercials and things. Come on. It's just not necessary. Let's, let's just let it go. Let's see what else we can do with our time and our efforts. So... Yep, let's ho uh, hope that it does get blocked. I'm all for it this year. I mean, you know, last year was have a good time, don't get hurt. This year, come on, let's just, let's just let it go. Let's move on. Speaking of moving on, we're going to move on to some, um, well, kind of other news, but I, I guess UFO news, but it's, it's kind of a, a, about events, like I mentioned. So obviously, we can't dodge it. And I know this is a paranormal show, but, uh, you know, sometimes I ignore the mainstream news and we move on. You know, sometimes things like the, the clown pandemic that happened a few years ago uh, gets talked about here. And it's technically not paranormal, but it kind of took over the media. And this year, uh, the story all over the world right now centers on the, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. It's the, the big thing. It's on everybody's mind. It's all over the news. It's... It's uh, changing the way we live our lives, whether we want to or not, and uh, we should. Uh, so an increasingly smaller amount of people are left unaffected by this virus every single day. And uh, like I said uh, earlier, I knew it was a matter of time until my state was involved in this. And yes, Ohio became a reality yesterday afternoon uh, after they announced that three people were diagnosed with this uh, new coronavirus in an area uh, in Cuyahoga County, which is about, well, really the, the the line is about five miles from where I'm sitting, not even that far, but uh, uh, area about 30 miles from where I'm at right now, probably a lot less than that. So, so Ohio is now under a state of emergency, and it was impossible to buy face masks, hand sanitizer. Now, yeah, toilet paper pretty much everywhere is pretty much gone from the shelves at this point, and um I found out uh, yesterday too at my work. It's changing, it's changing my job. It's changing the way I have to do my job right now. So it's really kind of already messing up my life a little bit. So I'm feeling it. I'm not sick. I'm not feeling it that way. Wait, let me check my temperature. Whoa, not that way. But uh, yeah, I uh, 
I did mention coronavirus a couple of weeks ago. It was two weeks ago where a scientist uh, felt the coronavirus came from a meteoroid explosion, of course, uh, over China. Well, that same person, they've suggested this in the past, and uh, despite no hard data, so nobody really, nobody really subscribes to that. Uh, COVID-19 is said to eventually affect the daily lives of many people all over the world, but it hasn't really had an impact on the paranormal. And I can answer that for you. Yes, it has. So last weekend was the UFO Summit in Ocean Shores, Washington. So Washington, obviously, uh, I think they're number two now in total cases here in the United States. I think New York uh, surpassed them yesterday, late, late last night. Uh, but still a, a very hotbed of activity uh, for this uh, COVID-19. And... Um, it would have been a shocker to see this event canceled, but apparently, from what I gather, uh, the event went on as planned. Uh, the resort, however, where it did take place, uh, did uh, put out a story that they were taking precautionary steps to sanitize all high-touch areas of the casinos, as well as public areas, hotel rooms, and the restaurants related to this event. Uh, they also decided to close the casino down early. Uh, so every day between 4 and 6 a.m. to clean and sanitize the entire gaming floor. Uh, they also outlined tips such as washing your hands for at least 20 seconds to people that were going to be attending. Uh, but what they failed to mention, and this is, this is my thing, that people think that, yeah, if I just wash my hands, I'm okay. No, it takes more than that. What they failed to mention is the best way to avoid the spread of the disease is uh, not going to places like this. Maintaining social distances, uh, keeping your keeping your distance from people. Three to five, maybe six or 50 feet would be best. Uh, so yeah, about three feet of distance from you and someone, especially if they're coughing or sneezing. Um, I recommend putting a, a paper bag over their head. That usually works. Um, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not suggesting that at all. Uh, also, not only washing your hands frequently, but also avoid touching your eyes and face because uh, you can... You cannot wash your hands and not get it. It's just, it's a precaution. So because we touch our face, it seems like I'm touching my face a lot more lately. I don't know why. Because I'm not supposed to. Uh, but yes, many events across the country have been canceled. Yet many others are still going on. And you know, each one on an individual basis, there's a debate as to whether these events should be canceled or if it's a really big deal or not. Uh, we've had... Uh, the South by Southwest event in Texas, which has gone on, I don't know how many years in a row, canceled. It's a huge musical event. Uh, a lot of other stuff involved in that, but uh, mainly music. People from all over the world come for this. Canceled. We had the uh, Comic-Con in um, Washington canceled over concerns. Uh, we had one in Cleveland. Over the weekend, it went on as planned. Would it have gone on this following weekend? Probably not. But hopefully they made their money. And so it's mid, about mid-March, which is the 10th, so we're quickly approaching mid-March. And uh, many paranormal conferences, conventions will be faced with the, uh, the thought, you know, whether to go on or not, to cancel. Hopefully you offer refunds. Don't take their money. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, March 13th, the Twisted Waters Cruise is set to sail, uh, set sail out of Port Canaveral, Florida. And unfortunately, really sad that the uh, cruise lines are, are, are getting battered by uh, uh, scientists, by healthcare professionals, by everybody. You know, and these people, these people put their money down a long time ago, and some of them didn't have the insurance to cancel it. I get it. I get excited, too, to go on a cruise. But uh, uh, really, this time last year, uh, actually St. Patrick's Day, I was setting sail. I was uh, flying out to uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico to set sail to uh, South Caribbean cruise. And uh, really and truly, if, if it would have been going on this year, definitely would have canceled it. It would not be going at all. I would have uh, absorbed the money loss. I wouldn't have cared. You know, my health is more important. And again, it's, you know, people are always concerned. Well, I don't care if I get sick because it's just like the flu, right? I'm not going to die. 
Well, first of all, you don't know that. And second of all, why would you put yourself in, in harm's way as well as the, the harm of other people? It's not about you. We don't care about you. We care about other people, elderly people, your grandma, your grandfather, your, your parents. You know, think about other people, and that's the problem. People don't aren't aren't really aware that when I get it, I'm going to spread it to somebody else potentially. That's the issue. But anyway, back to the Twisted Waters cruise. Uh, set sail out of Port Canaveral, Florida. Good news, though. Royal Caribbean is the operator of the Mariners of the Seas, the ship that was going to uh, head out of Port Canaveral. Uh, they've already offered people the ability to cancel their cruise. And any cruise that they're on, not just this Twisted Waters cruise, but any cruise that uh, you've booked that uh, set sail between now and July 30th of this year, as long as you cancel 48 hours prior to the ship setting sail. Uh, they'll receive a future cruise credit that will be good until December 31st, 2021. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, Royal Caribbean was the first cruise line I set sail on. Uh, but I uh, moved on to Norwegian, but I do would like to go back on Royal Caribbean. And I tell you, you know, they the cruise lines have been synonymous with trying to take people's money and, uh, you know, having bad things happen on their ships and not uh, not compensating people pretty much. But it seems like uh, with social media, uh, social media outlaws are, are really – uh, connecting these things that happen offshore to uh, social media and the news. So they're not getting away with a lot of stuff anymore. And they're, they're becoming a lot more fair with things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, you want to travel? It's a great time to do it. Airfare is dirt cheap. Uh, I'm, I'm getting like 80% off airfare things from different people. And uh, cruise lines are, are desperate to take my money right now. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold out. So I'm going I'm to wait and see. Um, but yeah, good on Royal Caribbean. I think that's fantastic. And I would assume that they're, uh, uh, hopefully that people are going to take advantage of this in, in light of what's been happening recently. I certainly would not want to get on a cruise ship and go anywhere. A lot of uh, ports right now are not letting ships dock regardless, uh, especially the United States now with a uh, number of cases here. I don't think it's smart to travel on a cruise ship right now. Um, but uh, cruise ships, it's a, it's a huge business, and you know this could cripple them. I think airlines will be all right. There's still people flying. Not a lot of people. All my own airplane to myself. That would be fun. Uh, but yeah, other big events are coming up within the next 30 days, especially paranormal conferences. So, uh, and looking at it, some are located in some large metropolitan areas, or uh, actually areas affected currently by the coronavirus. So. Time will tell. We'll see what happens with paranormal conferences and conventions. And, uh, you know, thinking about uh, baseball starts pretty soon, too. And uh, my hometown, Cleveland Indians, they still have a lot of tickets left, uh, despite their, their emails saying that there's limited tickets available. There's a few thousand tickets available for the home opener, which is very early this year. I can't go. I got to work. But uh, it's crazy what's happening out there right now. And, it is uh, going to start affecting the paranormal as we know it. And last but not least, I want to mention, uh, I did post a story yesterday via my Facebook site. So if you're not following me on Facebook, you're missing out on all the links to the stuff that I'm talking about here on the Paranormal News Insider and uh, connected to Twitter. So if you follow me on either one, you only need to follow me on one. You don't need to follow me on both. Same news, same information I'm pumping out through one or the other because I know a lot of people don't like one or the other. Or maybe both. I don't know. Uh, but I did post this yesterday about the Loch Ness monster, and some may not find it funny, but I think you got to find you got to find some humor in a, in a not so dark way sometimes about things that are, are scary. And uh, somebody decided to put a medical mask on a large wooden piece of artwork of the Loch Ness monster. The green-colored model is an Iverness and also has a six-pack of Corona beer strung around its neck. And while it's a funny prank, I'm sure it's not intended to make light of the growing panic as well as those directly affected by the coronavirus. But uh, we shall see what happens. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to go anywhere, but uh, hopefully the paranormal news isn't going to go anywhere and we'll still have enough information for you 
for next week. Uh, I plan on it. Uh, as long as there's scary, strange stuff happening all over us, uh, all over the world, I'll still be here to report it uh, as long as I can. And in that, I will see you next week. But for now, keep your eyes in the skies, your ears in the woods, the hair standing on the back of your neck, and always keep your mind slightly ajar. And above all else, keep washing your hands for 20 seconds. And don't stop believing. For the Paranormal News Insider, this is Dr. Brian D. Parsons reporting.